0: Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said good. I'm doing good. Nice air-conditioned room. Welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state of California. And what that means is that if you think you might have a paranormal issue in your home, your property, your office, whatever, we can get to you. The only issue is... My hand's crooked again. Look at that my crooked head the only issue is that california is a huge state and a lot of people don't realize that we have it all here you know we go from beaches to uh, mountains and all that stuff but we also have desert areas and we also have a lot of farmland outlying areas so in certain circumstances it might take us a couple days to get to you but we will get to you and in the meantime this is crazy with my hat going this way here we go okay I think I put my head on wrong this morning. And in the meantime, um, we have mediums on staff that can call you. And if there is something going on, in most cases, they, they can calm the energy down until we can get out there. But we will get out to help you. Definitely get out to help you. We've done uh, at least 100 residentials over the years. Uh, we've, I've been doing this for 19 years. And we've done at least 100 residentials and at least 60, 70 commercial buildings. So we have a lot of experience. And You can find us. You can find us on Facebook under California Haunts. You can find us at TikTok under California Haunts. You can find us at Twitter under California Haunts, and you can find us at uh, on uh, Instagram and Threads under Ghosty Gal all lowercase. You can also find us over at Twitch under Cal Haunts. So it's really easy to find us. You know, if if you think something's going on, para, you know, paranormal. And I, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about ghosts. I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, UAPs and cryptids and things like that because we're good to go to investigate this stuff. I did buy some WD-40, so tomorrow you're not going to hear this. <laughs> Quick announcement is next uh, on Saturday. I am teaching a ghost hunting, a very intense ghost hunting 101 class, and that's because the California Haunts team is looking for new members, and we're looking for investigators, we're looking for debunkers, we're looking for Psychic mediums, I'm even looking for a graphic artist, you know, that can do portraits. Researchers, we're looking for everything, and maybe you might want to join a team, right? This this group has been together for more than 15 years, and we are one of California's top paranormal investigation teams. So if it sounds like something you'd like to do, come on down, check out the uh, uh, the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team meetup page. And then look under events and sign on up because they're going fast. I have, uh, there were 10 spots open. I have six left. So it's it's going to start filling up. So if it's something you want to do and you want to investigate, great. This is the first step. It's an intense class and uh, uh, I'm a stickler for details. And so I want everybody on the same page with stuff. And we not only talk about what the group does, you know, procedures during, before and during investigations. We also talk about the equipment that we use. We go over the equipment. Because uh, the majority of the time, people are using the equipment wrong. So, you know, I want to have everybody on the same page. So that's your first step. Then once you get through that, if you think that you might be a fit for the team, then we will go meet somewhere, maybe at Denny's or someplace, you know, in a, in a meeting room and get to know you. And I'll have my, my uh, core members meeting you. So we want to make sure everybody's a good fit, and that we all get along doing this stuff, right? And if everything goes well with that, then the next step is to schedule an investigation and see how you do and, and teach you hands-on stuff with the equipment from there. Because really I don't like instructions. I hate reading instructions. So I'm one of these people that when I got all my paranormal equipment, I took it and walked around my house trying to see like I like got the tri-field meter trying to see what would trigger it. Right? That's how I am. So the idea to take you guys out in the field as as the final indoctrination with this team is so that you can handle the equipment and you can get to get to know how to use it. So everybody's on the same page. I mean, if somebody gets sick, you get called in, take their place on on that particular team. I'll teach you how to do evidence review and all that good stuff. Anyway, so that's going to be Saturday. Now, I had a scheduling issue on Sunday. And so I have another event that uh, I'm putting on Thursday, Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And that one is maybe you don't want to be committed to a paranormal group. You just want to go out and check out haunted locations? That's fine too. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go over some of the haunted locations that we've investigated and show and show you some of the evidence, and then I'm going to give you a list of places that you can go. A lot of these places you can go have dinner and talk to the employees because they're usually really open about their ghosts. Or maybe you might stay at a hotel. You'll go to a haunted hotel and stay the night, so you have those options. But 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 you'll have a list of easy access places that that you can check out with your family even. All right. Okay. That being said, tonight, my guest is Peter Sterling, and it's an interesting story. He is a musician, and he learned to play the harp later on in life, and he learned it in a unique way. I want to let him tell you the story. It happened in Sedona, a places, and of course, you know how Sedona is when you're meditating out there and, you know, all that good stuff. So I want to bring him in, let him tell his own story, because you guys know I screw things up a lot. <laughs> Anyway, let me bring him in. Okay. okay. All right. Hello, sir. Okay. I can't hear you. Let me double check something. The right there? Yep. Okay. Like so we got some audio difficulties going on, guys. Just bear with me. Let me double check the mics. The mic settings. Yeah. Let me see what I got going on
1: here. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay, how's that? Is that better? Yeah. Alright. That was there.
0: And I'm blind trying to see this stuff. Tell me about you, sir.
1: Well, I was going to say, I wanted to show you, I got my tri-field meter here. Right on. And, uh, I've had one of these for several years. Can't say I've ever detected anything with it, but <laughs> I got it just in case.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you yeah. never know what's going to happen during a show like this either. You never know. You
1: know, I should turn it on right now. We'll see. I got
0: people watching me do this show and they're, and they're not alive, I can tell you that.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on today. And uh, I am talking to you from my home here in Sedona Mm -hmm. in the Red Rock country in the the powerful vortex here of Sedona. And this is where it all happened for me here about, gosh, 35 years ago now is uh, when I came here the first time. And um, that's when I discovered my music. It happened after a series of really incredible mystical experiences I had. Mm-hmm. Out in the canyons uh, here in in different areas around here, but it was amazing, you know i I really just immersed myself in the nature and the silence at the time I was living in my Volkswagen van and uh, lived very close to the earth. but I was on a quest. I was on my my spiritual quest. I wanted to discover mm-hmm. you know who I am and why am I here? What's my mission? The big questions that so many of us have asked and have, and, but through a series of experiences, i and really, really sitting in the silence of these ancient canyons in these vortex areas. I went deep on an inner journey and it was there where I, I started to hear some very faint music. I thought somebody was out in the forest with me with a stereo, but playing classical music. But then I realized that that's not what it was, that I was hearing something of a divine origin and the sound, Charlotte, was so pure, so beautiful. I'd never quite heard anything like it. It was just the vibration and the essence of it. And the feeling of this sound was uh, absolutely divine in it. And it, uh, I had, I was taken on the sound, I was guided, just let, let yourself travel on the sound, use the sound as a way to connect and to, to, to access another realm. So that's what I did, and it was like my spirit was lifted out of my body, really, and and I was taken up into the light, and it was quite a blissful experience, but my my inner vision opened up, and I could see in my mind, in my imagination, in my inner vision, that I was surrounded by a group of angels that were playing harps and flutes and violins, just like you see painted in the classical Renaissance art. And there they were lo and behold. And that was like like a experience I never quite came back from. Once I realized the angels were real, it was a pretty huge reality shift for me because before that I, I had no real conception of angels. And I thought maybe they were just some sort of kind of fairy tale or imaginative thing from people. But then all of a sudden I had my own direct experience with them. And that's when they told me that my mission that I was asking to be revealed was to play the harp and to channel their music and, and to bring the special music at this time uh, for the great transformation, the great change. Because, you know, music carries strong vibration, music's powerful, and the harp has been esteemed the world over for millennia. There's a powerful, that the beauty of the sound of a harp is like no other and has the ability to, to touch the vibrations of the harp can really touch you in the deep, deep in the heart and soul and the very healing. So so that's when it all started for me out here in the, the outback of Sedona.
0: When, you, when people think about Sedona, I mean, they think of it as, as a very mystical place. Um, when you were younger, I, I did some reading you know, on your website, you were, uh, you were a musician already, correct? Because you played the piano. Right.
1: Well, you know, I had this experience when I was about six years old
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I have a brother who's five years older than me. And one day he he was practicing practicing his violin in the living room. And we had this old upright piano that had been passed down through the generations. And, and all of a sudden I was listening to his violin and I just got inspired to sing the piano and start kind of playing along with him and that's how it started the next thing you know i tapped into something and i just started playing the piano by ear and and i i got really into it i would play every every day after school in the evening and my mother would come home from work and Mm -hmm. sit in her armchair in the living room and light up a cigarette and have a cocktail after work and Mm -hmm. listen to me play and and I used to say that I'm, I'm, I'm composing my masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And it was just something that came through. And I was up and down the white, really the white keys, you know, maybe a little bit of black keys. But I was really tapping into something. I was very moved by it. And then, unfortunately, what happened was my mom, with her best intentions, invited a friend who was quite an accomplished pianist to come over and check me out. And when he saw that I was not playing with any real proper technique, he kind of said, Okay, well, you're going to have to learn. You know, he said, No, 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 you have to learn how to play properly. You know, you have to take lessons and learn mm-hmm. properly. And, and I, that just kind of flipped a switch in my brain. Like it just stopped. I kind of, when I look back on it, I, I, he said I was doing it wrong, you know, and I guess it struck a chord. And I felt, I'm not sure what I felt. Maybe I felt embarrassed or mad, but I just, at that point, I just kind of turned it off Mm -hmm. and uh, walked away from it. But it was, it was, you know, all these years later, when I started playing the harp, that it felt to me that I kind of picked up where I left off Mm -hmm. with with what I was doing as a child. And that's why my first album is some of the melodies are kind of very childlike Mm -hmm. and they really speak to the inner child, you know.
0: So, Well, you know when you think about it, there, you know that's not you're playing piano like you were. It's not a bad thing because I, I I was around someone that would play by ear even. You know yeah. he, he had the technique down to play right or not. I don't know, but still, he he couldn't read a lick of music. Well, but he could he could do it all by ear. So I mean that the, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like you doing it your way, you're comfortable doing it your way. You're, you're making music there's nothing wrong with that you know but but i, I could see the i can see that other gentleman's point saying well you should take lessons but see it was fun for you and then once it got to the point where hey i have to really settle down and do this stuff you know
1: yeah um i still just play by ear even today mm-hmm. i just really i just recently in last month i released my 16th album and you know, many of my records have won awards around the world and stuff, and in the new age category. And uh, I, I still don't really know much music theory. I just play by ear, play what I what sounds good to me. And uh, I have my own way of trying to decode it uh, when I play with other musicians. but I just basically play by ear. and and I asked years ago, I was like, hmm, maybe I should take some lessons. But my guidance was that, it's partly the way that i i I receive it and I play it just by ear that gives it the unique quality that my mm-hmm. music has' Because I'm not really necessarily in my in my head seeing it with some sort of music theory. I'm just feeling my way through it <laughs> on a Absolutely. wing and a prayer
0: well look at all the you know look at all the um rock stars and musicians that do that I mean
1: yeah, Paul McCartney a time. yeah, Paul McCartney doesn't read music, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Yanni,
1: the famous Yanni, New Age superstar, mm-hmm. he doesn't read music. He developed his own tab- what, tablature writing, mm-hmm. his own style of writing music. Very interesting. But, yeah, so, you know, the angels, they came through. They said, you're to play the harp. And, you know, once I realized that this was real and was really happening, I I said I would do it. And uh, within a short time, a few, within a week, I met somebody who had a small – harp for sale. And I went and I ended up purchasing it and I took it into my van. And I, It was a small harp and I could had a carrying case. I could sling it over my shoulder and I'd just walk out into the forest out in the canyons with my little harp. And I'd find a very quiet, isolated place to sit and take it out. And I just put my hands to the strings mm-hmm. and, and my hands just began to move on the strings by themselves. This energy, Charlotte, would overtake me. And um, it was very, very powerful when it would happen. I, m- my hands would just start to move on the strings by themselves. I could just, wow. I would just watch them, and what they were doing. And I could hear my inner guidance was just trust, surrender, and let go. And I, I just felt like these angels. They said they were going to teach me. So mm-hmm. it just was like a pure channeling type of a thing where I re- I had to prepare myself a lot for this before to prepare for this to happen because it was such an intense energy. It just felt like total kind of love and bliss, but my hands would tremble and shake. My my eyes would tear profusely, and I would break out in a hot sweat like Niagara Falls. It was so intense. It was so intense energy. And um, that's how it started. I Looking back on it years later, I realized that there was one angel in particular that would kind of overshadow me. It's an occult term where it kind of flowed above me, and and I was just an open receiver, and I would just send these kind of energetic impulses that I could, my nervous system could pick up, and it would just translate with my hands moving on the strings. It was it was quite an intense experience, and um, but that's how I learned to play. That's how. They taught me, well, as I got more comfortable, it felt like this spirit being, this angelic being would like almost completely come into my body and was just completely moving my hand. Very similar. I, I often say like in the movie ghost with Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg and Patrick Swayze when, when he came into the body of her, her body. So, you know, so that he could feel his wife it was mm-hmm. something like that. It was a very unusual experience, but, uh, but, uh, You know, after 10 months of playing without any formal lessons, following the guidance of these angels, I made my first recording here in Sedona, which ended up getting discovered by a small independent record label that released the record. It's called Harp Magic, my first one. And uh, I ended up signing an international distribution deal. It just happened so magically. The angels said they were going to, you know, create all these magical connections and synchronicities to help to get this music out in the world. And that's exactly what happened. And by the way, I did write about all this in great detail in my book, Hearing the Angels Sing. And people can come and get it uh, and see it on my website, which is harpmagic.com. It's also on Amazon and everything. And it's a cool book. It
0: what, wrong button, sorry. The yeah, it, yeah, there it is. Hey, there it
1: is. Yeah. And you can see like the cover it's the golden light and the sound is coming out of the golden light and that's how it was for me and uh it comes the book comes with a cd which is cool it's got a a cd in the back cover it's 70 minutes of kind of a greatest hits from that time and a wonderful way is to listen to the music as you're reading the book and it creates this kind of full sensory uh kind of experience with the music it works really well
0: how cool is that? What do the angels look like?
1: Well, the ones that I saw initially and spent the most time with were the cherubs. The little kind of cupid ones. The mm-hmm. they have very small looking bodies. Almost they look like little babies or chubby baby type of angels, but they're really not. They're they're they have a kind of these small little bodies, but when you see their faces, they look like very kind of old souls, you know. Mm-hmm just very much the way they're depicted in the classical Renaissance art. If you look at it closely and look at their face, they're not like young so much. They're kind of old souls with this childlike nature. They're super fun to connect with. They, they do all sorts of miraculous things. but And they had like these little wings that flapped, although they weren't like feathers, it was more like uh, an energetic thing. And when I was seeing them, It was very much like I was in kind of a virtual reality kind of holographic uh, space. Um, So it was very, very unusual. And it was so, uh, I was so enthralled by it. And at that time, I was spending a lot of time with them. um, And uh, it was very shamanic kind of near-death experience. I thought I was dying at times because it was, you know, being on the other side, it was, and it was so blissful that at um, one point I wasn't sure I really wanted to come
0: back. Mm-hmm. Well, when you talk about the other side and, you know, the stuff that we think about is is, is that bright light. But what, what what is the other side? What, what does it look like to you?
1: Well, that's Did what you I saw. Know? I saw. I saw the light. I saw a luminous sphere of golden light now at the time i was doing a lot of exploration with my consciousness using psychedelics and i was working a lot with uh ketamine back in the day in an isolation tank so not only was i you know doing the deep meditation but i was also exploring kind of parallel realities alternate realities using different sacred things like that and and using the flotation tank and sensory deprivation so, you know, back in the day when I was doing this, it was kind of an on-the-edge experience and and even having the stuff uh, on my possession was against the law. But now we have it legal now. You know, now we have walk-in ketamine clinics popping up in every city in America now because the science shows that it's actually very good for your brain. It stimulates neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, and it's just amazing. So that that was really what, helped to kind of open the door for me into these other realms. And I was very much guided to do it. It was all done in a very sacred way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a recreational, hey, let's just get high it, it was very much like whenever I would do these experiences, I would do, you know, it would I, before I would do prayer, some meditation, really getting myself centered and clear and ready to journey onto the other side. And I write about it in my book in great detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way. So but it was really like a near-death experience. So when I when I got up there I saw the luminous sphere of light. And then and the sound of you know like when I was with these angels, they took me on a bunch of different journeys where they showed me different things in their realm, in the say angelic realms in the celestial spheres and the higher dimensions and They took me on many incredible journeys, and I saw some extraordinary things that I write about in the book. Mm. But um, you know, when I first saw the golden light, the sphere of luminous light, it was so intense, and I describe it as being like uh, as bright as a thousand suns. You know, and but as I relaxed into it, I was experiencing this on the on the inner planes. The more I relaxed, then. It was like I was just being bathed in this golden light of pure love, pure divine love. And and you realize in that moment that it's all about love, that the, the every that love is the power that holds this universe together. It's the most supreme power in the universe. And everything makes sense in that moment, you know. And, and my experience was very common with what uh, near-death experiencers have talked about, seeing the luminous sphere of golden light, the ball of light. And, you know, one year back, uh, several years ago, I was invited to speak at the the International Association of Near-Death Studies at their annual convention in San Diego. And they were very interested in my story about how I use ketamine psychedelics to access this experience because Mm -hmm. they believe that the psychedelic experience and the near-death experience are very, there's a lot of parallels, a lot of similarities. So they think it is a valid, a valid path of exploration. So that's, that's how it came to me. That's how I got access to it. Uh, and that's how the angels appeared and what they looked like.
0: Now, When you talk about, you know, taking up the harp, how did they ask you to do it? Or, 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 or was it something that after you had this, you know, this happened that you, you happen to be walking through a store somewhere and went, Oh, I'd like
1: to play the harp. Well, I actually had encountered a harp some years before, but it was like, it was during during these journeys I was on. You see, when I, when I connected, so I was like taken up into the golden light. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying, as I started to adjust and focus my inner vision, I could see that I was surrounded. There was some beings around me. I could see it. And then as I brought it into focus to my astonishment, I could see that I was surrounded by this group of angels and as I was looking at them all of a sudden I could hear them in my mind and they were like hey look at him do you think he could see us and and I said in my mind back to them yes I can I can see you I can hear you can you hear me and see me and I said yes and we realized that we had this telepathic connection where we could see and hear each other and mm-hmm as soon as we realized that these angels got very excited about that, because as I understand, it's not every day where, you know, angels make uh, contact with a human mortal and have a kind of this telepathic connection. It's kind of a rare thing. So, but that, that's what started it. And then uh, it was, it was through this, this connection where they were just teaching me and showing me all sorts of things. And, and then finally, they told me, you know, they said that that your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to play the harp and to channel the heavenly music of which you're hearing. Because when I was with them, it's like this music was just reverberating, this heavenly music. It was—it's beyond description, really, and uh, it just permeates everything. And they said this was my mission: was to was to play this music and bring it to earth and play the harp. And that if I choose to accept it, they will work with me. They'll teach me how to play and together we'll bring the special music to earth. And that's, that's what I've been doing ever since.
0: How cool is that? Now, you mentioned um, you, when you were younger playing the piano, do you think you've had, uh, that you had that you have sensitive abilities?
1: Say that again?
0: Do you think that you have had some, uh, like abilities all your life? Yeah, I think
1: I did have I did have this music in me my whole life. I was uh-huh. always drawn to music, really. It was something, something that I felt a real affinity to, and I tried different instruments growing up, searching for my my instrument. And I tried various ones, but it wasn't until I got to play the harp after you know, the angels came to me, where it just, it just clicked. And it was very much like I was remembering this from the past. I often say that it wasn't like I was learning the harp so much for the first time, but it felt like it also might have been something that I did in the past and that I was remembering again. I was kind of like remembering who I am, remembering this gift, and this is why I'm here, you know? do
0: you think that you have any psychic abilities at
1: all yes i do i i do you know i i i work with my clients i have a i have a tour company here in sedona called sedona sacred land journeys and i take people out into the back country into the vortex sites into the power spots and up on the rocks and many secret places i know from over the years and um you know, I, I take people into this experience. I take them into a meditation and I take them into the energy of the vortexes here. And I use, I, I take a harp with me, a small harp. Mm-hmm. And I also use crystal bowl and tuning forks and other various kind of sound healing tools. But the main thing I do is the harp out on the land. And, and when I take it out, I, I go to these incredible places like up on these ridges with these panoramic views. And when i take it out the wind is blowing and the wind plays the harp. it's called the wind harp and when i hold it up to the wind the wind vibrates the strings and it makes this a celestial tone an angelic tone it's like so unique like nothing you've ever heard and it's all the strings vibrating at once and it's very high frequency very rich in harmonic tone and i played over the body i I set the harp on the body of my clients often when they lay down and you know many people come here to for healing they come here to let go of something they want to open up to to something mysterious something to have a spiritual experience to feel something to have kind of a transcendent transcendental experience and that's what I facilitate for people here and the wind harp is incredible because the tone of it is is so unique it's like nothing you've ever heard before. And I would invite your listeners to come. If they go to my website, uh, harpmagic.com, the album is called uh, Circles of Light. And it is a recording of the wind tarp. And the the wind tarp sounds I recorded in the crop circles of England back in uh, 2010, in the middle of some crop circles. So that's a great one. and uh, So you can get it. You can hear what the wind harp s- sounds like. And also on YouTube, by the way, I have some uh, YouTube clips of this one called Peter Sterling playing harp in a crop circle. And uh, you can see me play doing the wind harp. It's really quite unique.
0: A question I have. I've never been to Sedona. I've been, oh. I've been, I've been by there, but I've never been there. But, you know, in, in my studies as a paranormal investigator, I have come across, you know, a, a few um, doorways and stuff, you know, where you can feel the energy. How yeah. strong is, is that energy in Sedona?
1: I think it's quite strong. You know, everybody reacts to it differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are often, I often ask me, you know, what, what creates the vortexes here? Mm-hmm. And they're known as electromagnetic vortexes. They... As it turns out, Charlotte, the um, the U.S. Geological Survey has surveyed all of North America measuring the magnetic field uh, with air, with aircraft flying at low altitude with a magnetometer. And you can go see the magnetic field line maps on the website. And if you were to do that, if you looked at the Sedona region, you would see that a Sedona has the highest amount uh, of what you, they call magnetic anomalies which are unusual magnetic fields and these are spikes and dips in the field so here we would say like for some of your listeners probably who have been to Sedona you know there's four major vortexes that have become very popular airport mesa bell rock cathedral rock and golden canyon so like airport mesa and bell rock uh these are known as electrical vortexes where the energy kind of moves up and outward And it's actually where there's a spike in the field, right? So, and then like cathedral rock is a magnetic or feminine energy vortex, and that's where there's a dip in the field. And what's interesting about that, Charlotte, is there is some research that shows that our brainwave state is affected by the magnetic field in which we are living. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into these uh, unusual magnetic fields here in Sedona and just sit and kind of relax and open yourself up and allow yourself to come into kind of sympathetic resonance with the, the, the magnetic field there, it can change your brainwave state. And it's really interesting what happens to people when you do that um, because people, it, it changes. There's also research that shows our brainwave states affect our perception So if you alter the brainwave state, then that alters their perception, not only of the external world, but also of yourself. So that's what happens. People come here, they go on the rocks, they meditate, and they they have a vision. All of a sudden, they see the truth of who they are, or they have a vision of something, of what they're to do. And it happens all the time.
0: Um, For people that have never felt a vortex... What does it feel like? I mean, we talk about the, the EMF and the magnetism, because I know when when I've done buildings, there's definitely a feeling. There's, there's, there's right. it's a dizzy feeling, but there's definitely a feeling you can't you can't stand still. Like like if you stand in the middle of it, right. your body moves back and forth. Right. Well, let's say for instance
1: here in Sedona, the electrical vortex is like uh, Airport Mesa. And mm-hmm. bell rock now because this is known as electrical or kind of a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it you might some people report that they feel like like slightly stimulated from the energy. It can be stimulated and they could get energy. It can be very kind of mentally stimulating mm-hmm. and can create all sorts of unusual thoughts and uh, visions. Now, like on the magnetic vortex, like Cathedral Rock, what people often report is that they feel very grounded. They feel very connected to the earth, like an earthing type of experience. And it just feels like a strong connection with Mother Earth, grounded kind of. Um, So that's, that's pretty much how I... I feel for myself because I'm an artist and a visionary. Mm-hmm. I love creating here because the energy here and the landscape, the environment here is so stimulating for me creatively. So like with my music for instance, I can I love to go out and explore nature, explore the canyons here and then come right into the recording studio and and record music, you know, that was inspired by the kind of peaceful, tranquil beautiful natural environment here and also the mystical spiritual energy here is uh it's just everywhere and it's cool you know when you when you come here and you go even into the the supermarket and you just see the most unusual people and you hear the most unusual conversations because people are now coming here from all over the world they want to have this experience and So you're going to have to come on out, Charlotte. You're in California. You're not too far. And bring that tri-field meter and stick it in the vortex and see what happens.
0: It would be great to come out.
1: And by the way, way, um, we have ghost tours here too. We have some old cemeteries here. So a friend of mine does the ghost tour. And he's got a tri-field meter, but he uses like – it's really interesting because we have some – some cemeteries here with, where a lot of the first pioneers and settlers from, you know, back in the 1800s, in the early 1900s are buried, and old cowboy kind of Western graveyard, and uh, a lot of history there. And he goes with the, um, he had takes these flashlights, you know, the little tiny flashlights, and he, you can unscrew it if you, if you, tighten it, the light will come on. So he just takes it back a little bit so the light, and he'll put several of those around, and all of a sudden the lights will turn on. And, uh, you know, he he takes a radio walkie-talkie that's kind of white noise, and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. all sorts of crackling and different things happens with the walkie talkie So That would be cool.
0: That would be definitely cool. Yeah, you'd like that. Now, when you wrote your first piece, you know, with the harp, Mm -hmm. like you said, the angels helped you do it. How did they do that? They, I mean, was it through your body, moving your fingers to, 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 you know, the the strings on there, or how did that work?
1: Well, you know, um, how I played, how I learned to play was just opening myself up to this group of mm-hmm. angels that I connected with, and they said they would teach me, and as I described my hands really would move on the strings by themselves, and I started to figure out the patterns, and it just felt like I was remembering how to play, so... When I did go into the recording studio here I I oft I always say a prayer I ask for protection I call on the angels and I said I'm here to serve okay. use me I I just affirm that I'm a clear channel that I can receive the highest vibrations of God's heavenly music from the angels that I can be used you know as a, as an instrument of the divine to bring through the special music and that was always my intention so I would just get very clear on what my intention through my prayer work like that. And then I would just sit and take a deep breath and just put my, I just put my hands to the strings and I really didn't know. It's not like I had a set list. I just started playing, you know, and it just, they just flowed one after the other. And that original session lasted just about an hour. I played and I got the, the eight tracks from my first album, Heart Magic. And it was, it was magical. The, wow. the, the music has a magical quality to it. And it's something you just have to hear because I didn't even know what I was doing. You know,
0: mm-hmm. what was happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what about um, coming up with the uh, titles for your songs? Are, are they helping with that as well? Yeah, because what happens
1: is when I, when I listen back to the, to the melody, the melodies mm-hmm. are very evocative. And my music is very strong melodically. I love melody because melody sings to the heart. There's mm-hmm. something about a, a pretty melody that can, can touch the heart and soul. So that's always a, a quality to my music. And um, um, yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question? I got off track there. Was it, what was it?
0: The titles for the songs. Well, the titles,
1: yeah. So So when I listen back to it, I'll close my eyes and I'll just see what type of imagery I see in my mind's eye as I'm listening mm-hmm. to it and I see all sorts of things. And that's how I get my titles. I just let the music tell me w- what the name of it is.
0: How has the response been? Since, since, I know you've been doing this for a while, but the initial response of maybe the people you knew that you were close, you know, closer to, and then, and then the initial response to the outside world.
1: Well, my, the initial response, response from the people around me couldn't believe that I was playing the harp, you know, I was in my early 30s. And they're like, okay, this is Peter's next thing, he's gonna play the harp now. And so they were, I was, I think I was probably the butt of some jokes, from Mm -hmm. some people, because it was so unusual. But I was determined. And, um, but the response, you know, from, from, you know, once I made that recording, and then I I made contact with the record label that I signed a deal with. They took my original recording and remastered it and pressed a CD. And they started sending it out through their networks all over the world, through Asia, to Japan, Taiwan, Singapore, to Canada, South America, Brazil. Um, And uh, started getting rave reviews. and, And then three months after the album was released, the label called me and they said, Peter, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. They said, well, you're... Your record has just been nominated for String Album of the Year in the Indie Awards. This was in, in 93 and or 94. And um, it was just amazing that, that I would get that type of recognition. And so I, I got to go to the awards show and, and I just got taken right in. Like I was taken right in to this kind of music scene and I it, it, I knew right away, like, this is what I'm gonna do. I wanna do this. And it's so cool to be involved with music and music production. I, I love my musical colleagues I have all over the world and all my Grammy friends and different people. Uh, it's, it's a great profession. I love it. It's my passion.
0: Now you mentioned, you know, for the first album that that went pretty quickly. How long, you know, Ned, let's you know, be on that. How long does it take on average for you to write a piece, of, you know, or well, not so much write, but compose?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, my, my 16th album, Mystic Voyager, just came out last month. And um, this album really took me two years, although one of the tracks I had been working on for about five years, I had it in my catalog, it wasn't released, and I kept me finding it over the years. So this one really
0: was about a two-year project, uh, yeah. And I was just—I was just thinking because it's kind—you're of, hearing the stuff in your head, and you're—you know—you're translating it back to the harp. Does it take a while to do that? You know, are there times when you—you—you you, you have this in your head and you just can't get it right the, the way you want it?
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. You see, like with this—the recent album, Mystic Voyager. I first completed the album earlier in the year
0: and I went to the
1: big mastering studio and put the final polish on it and all the digital codes and mastered it and then when I got it home there was something that was just not right about it and I really had to sit with it, listen to it and I was listening to my higher guidance about it there was just something not right, there was something missing so I basically shelved the album for three months, I just put it on the shelf, I had to walk away from it. I had to uh, detach from it. I had to let go of any of my own personal intention for when I wanted to get it released on my time, my terms. And I just walked away. And then I then it was like, just listen, it was time to go back into it. And I had to, I had to go back in and with four of the songs, I had to reproduce them. I had to open them up. I had to you know, add more sounds and remix it and, and take it to a whole new level. The answer was like, this, this needs to go to a new level. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, they're like, add more sounds, you know? So I just, I did more orchestration and it just took it to the next level. And then I had to go back and master the album again, put it out. And it's been getting rave reviews. Some of the my, my regular reviewers and critics are saying that this is probably my best album to date.
0: So, isn't it worth it though? I mean, when you put in all that labor of love to get this the the, the this this album written and then somebody acknowledges how good it is, that that feeling must be tremendous.
1: It is. It is. I, I love getting reviews, but I even beyond that, I love hearing the stories of how how my fans and how normal people experience the music. And by the way, on my website, Heart Magic. Com. I have a section of letters and comments where you can, mm-hmm. you can read some of the, the letters I've received over the years. Just amazing stories, but people who listen to my music, because the angels gave me the music, Charlotte. It's mm-hmm. really they gave it to me for people to use. Like if you listen, let's say if you have any listeners that are feeling lonely. If you're feeling lonely or despondent or depressed or disconnected please come to my website. Please put me on Spotify or Pandora and put on my channel and listen to the harp and listen to the angels in my music and just listen with your heart. I have so many people who have, I've helped with depression and PTSD and things like that. It's, it's here to uplift you. And it, it really, if you, if you just relax and listen and listen to your heart and just open yourself up, it can really shift your vibration. It can shift your awareness, and it can lift you out of your your suffering. Uh, that's what it's for. It's a vehicle. It's a vehicle of sound and light. It's an angelic transport. And if you really want to, to heal and to go to a new level and to be taken up and to be uplifted, you just listen with your heart and see what happens. It's just a miraculous what happens to people. So, um, yeah.
0: I've always thought, you know, because uh, I was a band geek, <laughs> I admit, it, I, admit it, I was a band geek. I could play like three or four different instruments. Oh, nice. But I've always thought that music was medicinal because you could lose yourself in it. You know, like when you're depressed and you're listening to stuff, you know, it, yeah. it, it depends on what you listen But it also depends on what you listen to. I mean, if you're into heavy metal and, that, and that's what makes you happy, then that's what's going to make you happy. Right. But the calming stuff, like, like what you're doing, is really it is really medicinal. I mean, that's the kind of the stuff where I will lay down in the dark. And just lay on the bed and then put, let's say, put, put one of your songs on and just, you know, mellow out and listen to it. That's that's how you it
1: do it. That's how you do it. You uh, sit back, uh, turn the lights down, light a candle, and close your eyes and listen.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: many people have reported when they do that, that they see angels in the room. They uh, see perhaps a deceased loved one. Or they get communication. Or something happens like that. The music is a portal;
0: it's mm-hmm. a vehicle
1: of transcendence, and and it can it can connect you up into the angelic realms. It can connect you with your own personal angels too, which I think it's important to strengthen mm-hmm. that relationship always. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's just something you, you really need to experience.
0: It's kind of like those um those sound bowls.
1: The crystal bowls, yeah. The yeah, crystal bowls, yeah. I use those too. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to say that I have a great YouTube channel and I have, like, let's say if, if there's, if somebody needs a healing, I have a, a YouTube video called Angelic Healing Prayer. And this one, I was working with some sound researchers who we added additional vibroacoustic frequencies to the music that, that, change brainwave states and elicit different responses. So it's quite remarkable uh, that I'm, I'm into the sound healing and vibroacoustic technology for sound healing. So you can check that out. And also come and check out my latest music video called Night Wind from the new album. And this one's uh, getting a lot of exposure, getting a lot of plays right now. So come out and check my YouTube channel. There's some beautiful stuff. I love making beautiful videos like I a a lot of them of recent years i do nature immersion videos with like 4k high definition into nature into the forest into waterfalls and into the jungle and with all of my music and sound so it's really cool it's very immersive so come experience it and all those links by the way all my my links for spotify and apple music and amazon and pandora and all that—it's all on my website, harpmagic.com. You just go there, and it's all—it's all there on my Facebook. And uh, if you want to follow my, my music page on Facebook,
0: it's all there too. Now, let me ask you this: When you, when you write a piece, do you have something something in mind for for a certain audience that you're trying to reach, or maybe like you say, maybe it's maybe, you know maybe you start writing and you think, man, this this would be great by a waterfall, so I'm gonna kind of angle it towards that. What's the process?
1: It's always a little bit different. You know, sometimes I get a vision for an album, like at the start, and I kind of see kind of the whole concept of a record. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes it comes in pieces. And I and I kind of have to fit it together. It's like a bit of a puzzle. And that's how it was on the recent album, uh, Mystic Voyager. So it's, it's always different. I don't have like a kind of a same... Uh, step-by-step process that I do. The thing that I always do, though, Charlotte, is I I open myself up to the higher power and I, I access my imagination and I feel like my imagination is inspired by, you know, this higher power, this angelic light, this mm-hmm. this kind of spiritual light, the golden light, you know, that I perceived on the other side. That's the connection I have and I just let that light just kind of shine down upon me, and 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 uh, I just want to, you know, kind of merge my my imagination, my consciousness, my awareness with that golden light, mm-hmm. and then just all of a sudden, inspiration flows through. Inspiration flows through. And lately, what I'm doing now, and if you if you if you come and see my recent videos for Night Wind and also Invocation, I'm using AI. In my videos, so AI is creating these beautiful fantasy realms, very visionary, uh, very rich. And and I'm also what's interesting is I'm working with some video artists that are fusing and incorporating the live footage of me uh, playing my harp into the virtual reality of AI. And so it's like I'm becoming like a hybrid of it's uh-huh. a blend of my actual self merged with AI, and it's. I've never quite seen anybody do this yet. It's a really cool effect, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm using AI to create some beautiful visions. Yeah,
0: that sounds fantastic. It's
1: pretty cool. That 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 CD that the song you want to see to see me fused with AI is Night Wind. Night Wind. Okay. Come and see that one. Night Wind.
0: How 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 often do you go back to the air, you know, to those particular areas in Sedona now?
1: all the time because I'm a tour guide here. That's my other business. That's one of my day job, you know? I got a day job, I take people out of my Jeep and we go out to the canyons and we see the view and we feel the peace. And I get to go out there all the time, I love it, you know? It's a nice blend, you know, I, I work, my music is very kind of solitary a lot of the time because I'm just mm-hmm. by myself. You know, tweaking the knobs, editing, mixing, all by myself, oftentimes in the middle of the night. And I love my tour company because it gets me out with people, it gets mm-hmm. me out on the land, and in the beauty of the environment here. And it's a nice balance. I'm also a visual artist, Charlotte. So my, I do. Uh, I have a couple expressions of my art that are currently uh, showing down in the Talacapaki Arts Village here in Sedona. So. I'm a visual artist. I'm a sonic artist, and I also do my sound healing and my visionary guiding work and with my clients out on the land. So I have a really nice mix of all these different things I do.
0: Another question I had was, you know, since you are a tour guide out there, what is it like for people that have never been out to Sedona and they and they get out there and they they feel that energy for the first time?
1: Well, some of them go, "Woo,
0: I love it here." Others are like, "Get
1: me out of here." You know, like I got a migraine. (laughs) So people respond to it differently. But what's very common is people will often say that it just feels like it's a very kind of high vibration here. You often feel like you're kind of floating an inch or two off the ground here. And uh, you're just surrounded by such beauty here everywhere you look, it just kind of takes your breath away. So the land just kind of keeps elevating us with the beauty and the majesty of the rocks. It's mm-hmm. it's something you have to experience, Charlotte. So you make sure you get in touch when you come this way.
0: I will definitely do that. I will definitely do that.
1: I, you could do a remote show from the vortex of Sedona. That would be cool.
0: That could work. That would be cool. That would be very cool. What do you have to say for people that want to do what you do?
1: <laughs> well, I think, you know, I got to my this place of doing all these things by just following my inner voice. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that if people are seeking that kind of uh, meaning to what they're doing and they want to bring value to people and to bring healing, that I think the first thing is to get really connected to the spiritual light within yourself and make that strong connection and try to cultivate you know, uh, an awareness of and a relationship with that, what I would what they call the small still voice inside. Mm-hmm. You know, and I heard one famous quote. You know, all of man's problems stem from the simple fact that he has a hard time sitting in, in a room by himself in silence. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so just by doing that, by just being and and tuning into that that inner guidance, that if you do that then you will be led to your to the highest destiny path for you in this lifetime if you want to serve and be part of you know i always knew i was a light worker you know i always kind of had a sense that i was here to help with the great change the great transformation that's unfolding on the planet the the dawning of the golden age or the ascension into the long prophecy golden age uh so you know that's what i was I was down with, I wanted to be part of that, you know. And so I just aligned myself with that. And I, I just opened myself up to the universe and said, use me. I'm here to serve. I want to be part of the, the light brigade, bringing the light to the world. And they're like, great, let's give him a heart. See what he can do with it.
0: Now, now that you're wide open, essentially, you know, psychically, as far as with the angels, have you seen any other beings out there?
1: Well, we, we have some, you know, there's a lot of ET energy running around here. So we, we see a lot of phenomena here all the time. Um, and we just had a, a, a sighting recently, uh, of a ship, you know, there's this channel, Bashar, Bashar says his, uh, craft is anchored here over Sedona. And we, we see it quite a bit. Uh, I also do nighttime tours. I have the, the, the military night vision goggles, you know, for mm-hmm. viewing at night, and we see a lot of activity here, every night, pretty much. Yeah. So, so that's a whole nother story. We'll have to get <laughs> into another show.
0: <laughs> I bet. I, bet, I bet it is. So, what's yeah. next for you?
1: What's next for me? Well, right now I'm I'm working on my my children's book, Peter and the Magic Harp. Uh-huh. Is something that's been in the works for many years. And I'm finally now uh, coming to the final phase of that by producing the first video. And I'm actually using AI to, to create the, the imagery for my children's book. This will be a YouTube video too. So this is going to be really incredible. And um, so doing that, and I also have an Oracle deck. That I'm in process with, like a, a tarot deck, but it, right. it's called Portals of Light, and it it has uh, 64 cards with the images of my Portals of Light kaleidoscopic art that I nice. sell in the galleries here. And um, these are kind of like holograms. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm working on my oracle deck, my children's book, and uh, in video, um, music video production with the new album right now. So. Yeah. You know, I stay busy. And not only that, but I'm a father to a 12 year old boy and uh, he's in the other room. And um, that's a whole nother story, too.
0: <laughs> My last question is this. Um, you're on the uh, main strip in Las Vegas and you're standing on, you're standing outside your, your gallery or, you know, or your studio. And there's other guys as well that have had similar experiences to yours. How do you bring people into your studio?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I play the harp (laughs) and they hear the sound and they're drawn inexplicably by that beautiful heavenly sound. The sound, that's the thing about my music. And that's what the angels have always said that Mm -hmm. when you listen to my music, especially the very angelic stuff, you will hear the sound of home. And it will call you home. It's a place that we remember that's deep in our heart and soul where there's harmony and beauty everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's full of love. And uh, it's a special place. And you can access it through my music. It's kind of like over the rainbow. Sure. You know? So,
0: yeah. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. This time went by really fast. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Maybe we can get you back on at a later date when, you, uh, Let's when do you're it. on your okay? we can, we
1: can uh We can explore more in-depth some specific subjects if you like.
0: Absolutely. All, <laughs> All right. right. Good rest of your evening, sir.
1: Thank you. Take care, everybody. Uh, Bye-bye. Have a good
0: one. All right, yeah, I learned a lot. That's wonderful. I love music like that. I, you know, I, I will, I, like I said, I, I will lay there on my bed at night and just shut my eyes and just let the music go around me. You know, I'm just one of those people. Tomorrow, uh, we're shifting gears a little bit. Our old friend Paul Boyd Smith is going to be with us, and we're going to be talking about UFOs and UAPs and aliens. Uh, uh, the last time he was on, we talked about Eisenhower, President Eisenhower and his knowledge of. Of uh, aliens having crashed or, or rather landed on the earth, tomorrow's going to be interesting because apparently Richard, President Richard Nixon and Jackie Gleason got together one day and went out and, and Mr. Nixon showed him some alien bodies. So we're going to be talking about that. So that that's tomorrow's topic. So if you're into that sort of thing, come on down. Usual time, six thirty p.m. Pacific. I'll be looking for you, and you can look for me. Okay. If you like what you heard today, and, uh, and and obviously we're all watching from Facebook, please give me a thumbs up, give me a smiley, get, show me some love, because what that does is it puts us up higher in the algorithm on Facebook, and uh, we get more people viewing us that way. So if you can do that for me, that would be great if, if you like the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you like the show, again, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies We're equal opportunity here at California Hots Radio. Um, also, uh, yeah, if you, if you'd like the show, also be sure to check us out. We have a YouTube site with 630 some odd videos over there and, uh, they're all under categories and that is youtube.com forward slash at California hots radio. Obviously we're not doing anything on that YouTube side, this site this week, we got banned (laughs) for an old, old video. So whatever floats the boat over there, but, uh, we'll be back. Live, you know this show will be beamed out live from Facebook and YouTube and the other sites starting Monday so we're, you know the, the ban will be over so you guys that are the YouTube regulars can go back to YouTube but uh, if you haven't done so already with Facebook and uh, you like what you heard tonight please be sure to hit that follow button and also if you're over you well no, you know if you're, if you see some stuff over YouTube that you like go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we're always looking for subscribers. And if you happen to have a TikTok account, come see us over on TikTok. i got a lot of stuff going on over there. Karen Clark, who's going to be here next Tuesday with me, and I are starting up, and I think it's going to be Wednesday of next week, we're going to be starting our our show over at TikTok. So uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff going on over there. So if, if, if you want to get a TikTok account or you already have one, come on over and join me. Okay? All right. Well, that being said, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will give you Peter's uh, contact information here. And uh, you can go check out his website. All that good stuff in the book. And then, like I said, I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. So here we go. The website is harpmagic.com. And the book is Hearing the Angels Sing. And of course you can get that on Amazon. Okay guys, I will see you tomorrow six thirty PM. Be here. Bye.